0: Hello, and welcome to our show, Conversation with Priya. I'm your host, Priya Mishra. Atul Dhiraj Lal Boda. Today is our guest. He is the group chairman of JB Boda Group of Companies. The group has offices in India, Singapore, London, Kenya, Dubai, Bangladesh, and Nepal. The group's flagship company, JD Boda Insurance and Reinsurance Company, provides solution on reinsurance insurance placement as well as guide and work out risk mitigation measures for corporate and individuals in the space of life and non-life insurance. Mr. Boda has more than 30 years of experience in insurance and the insurance industry, predominantly treaty and also is facultative for specialized classes of businesses. In addition, he has experience in export credit financial liabilities and other classes. The group other interests are the property energy and infra construction segment. He travels widely to different parts of the world to expand existing relationships and build new ones. He was awarded Hall of the Fame, award by the Federation of Afro-Asian and Re-Insurance during the FAIR conference held on Bahrain in 2017 for contribution to the development of the insurance industry at the national level. Commitment to regional operation among Afro-Asian countries and inspiration and support to FAIR. He has conferred a Harmony Fellow at Naraton Marjorie Institute of Shipping during the 39th convention ceremony on 3rd February 9, 2018. He is based in Mumbai, Maharashtra, and I would like you to help me to welcome Mr. Atul Boda. Hello, Mr. Boda. Thank you for joining in today and accepting my request. Thank you. So. Today, we are going to discuss about how this whole thing is started and a little bit input for your, you know, whatever journey you have achieved and how you emerge in your market and how you are helping other people in that. Before we jump into it, I know you've been in market for 77 years and you have, you have around 1,000 people working across the world in 27 offices in India and also you have a huge presence in the overseas market. Would you like to brief me in two lines or three lines that how how do you feel so far in your journey? I know it's a family business, but how this all is started um, in just a few words uh, for my audience. Sure,
1: uh, thank you so much. Uh, basically, uh, the journey started with uh, an inquiry, which uh, my late uncle and my late father received during that time. And uh, that inquiry basically quote, materialized with the reinsurance support. And at that time, reinsurance world was not known to anybody. Okay. And uh, when uh, they got this support from the international market, that basically gave birth to reinsurance in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we are a family-owned company, but we run very, very professionally. We are licensed by Insurance Regulatory and Development Authority, (IRDA). And uh, we have to meet all the compliances on a daily basis. And sure. we need to keep our housekeeping very strong. Yeah. So uh, although the, uh, the business is run as a family, own company, but uh, there is a great Chinese role between the family and uh, the professionals. Yeah. Sure.
0: So the, I I mean it's all saying that one opportunity leads to another, isn't it? So when you get one opportunity, it opens up another door, and and especially for the entrepreneurs, I have noticed, it's like. Opportunity brings multiple ideas, and it's all about creating it and acting on it and getting the process. So this whole reinsurance has been relatively under underdeveloped sector in markets like India, particularly in the life insurance business. Why do you think there has been a slow offtake vis-a-vis developed markets?
1: So if you look at the country as a whole, yeah. uh, insurance basically was never the priority for the Indian families.
0: Uh-huh.
1: and uh, that is mainly because of the culture uh, because of the family affinity because of various reasons yeah. insurance penetration was very very little and uh, people used to buy the insurance only to take the benefit to the extent of the availability under the tax provisions income tax provisions but there was nothing like uh, to buy life insurance for the future and uh, again if you look at the culture point of view uh, in India, I'm sure you are aware, but the parents basically spend their whole life to look after their children and build wealth for their children. Yeah. Okay. And there is so much great affinity as far as the mm-hmm. family is concerned. Of course, today it's a different scenario. It's a nuclear family happening now. But in those days, if you look at it, then then uh, joint family concept, the family who were uh, very much part of the single unit or the single roof uh, possibly they did not uh, look at life insurance too seriously Hmm. and uh, overall if we look at the scenario there was only Life Insurance Corporation of India uh, until 2002-2003 and uh, they basically sold only the savings products they never came into the what we call is a uh, uh, term contract or the term life insurance or anything and LIC became so household name in the country today and in a lighter way I will put it the two common men standing on the street they will ask each other that have you taken LIC for your car if you get me yeah (laughs) have you taken LIC for your car what I'm trying to say the perception (laughs) the LIC okay was so deep rooted that LIC means insurance yeah however as I mentioned because of the various cultural aspects the penetration was very little, number one. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: LIC had only the agency force to canvass the insurance because at that time there were no brokers. Mm. So only agency were there. And apart from that, uh, LIC was basically uh, developing the products to meet the social requirements rather than more developing the products to meet the other aspects of the society.
0: Right. Right, and all it, yeah, I it's become a kind of a household. Like even though you are talking about any other insurance, people name it LIT, um it, it, It's very interesting and fascinating. Fascinating how they achieve that that particular goal. Yet, you know, in in the reinsurance side, reinsurance um, sector, I I believe you guys are the one who initiated this whole concept, isn't it? In especially in Indian market, right? So. Boda group already initiated and your family owned business is no more kind of a family owned business It's huge, huge now. And it's, it's helping a lot of countries. How do you, your journey started and you, most of the people are where people are going more towards a developed country and developing and rest, like Singapore is okay. It's You're going Singapore, but how do you reach to that Kenya side of it? Um,
1: like as a reinsurance brokers (coughs) we are dealing in 90 countries 9-0
0: worldwide
1: right and uh, if you look at the world the world is made up of uh, underdeveloped developing and the developed segments we as a jb boda uh, we fully understand the competition aspects uh, from the major brokers worldwide But as we say in business, there is always room. And identification of the room is very, very important. Yeah. So uh, apart from the developed countries, our focus was more on the emerging countries Mm. where our knowledge, our wealth of uh, experience that we build up over the decades, uh, the emerging markets wanted us to share with them because at the end of the day, uh, the problems that India has faced and the problem that India has solved yeah. I think these are the problems which emerging markets are now coming up. And India has a ready-made and easy solutions to meet because when we understand the questions or the problems more easily, I think there are more uh, simple solutions rather than complicating the problems and complicating the solutions. So looking at those culture aspects, looking at those uh, availability of the uh, solutions, which also includes the affordability of the solutions. Yeah. And uh, that is how we could uh, penetrate more closely into the emerging markets. At the same time, like in a developed countries, we are also the Lloyds broker. So we are the first broker at Lloyds from India. Wow. So we we balance that, yes, uh, where we are able to create a market or the business from the emerging countries. At the same mm-hmm. time, we also need the support and we also need the capacity of the developed countries to place yes. those business opportunities Because even if you have business in hand, if we cannot place that, we are not completing the circle.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: So this is how we could really balance our uh, approach in creating the business potential and the opportunities from the emerging countries. Yeah. Place those opportunities in the emerging countries and also take the support of them.
0: Very interesting. So in that case, you know, I, I mean, these days in underwriting home loans has been slow to take off. Is it because of the repayment risk involved or their regulatory handles to be overcome?
1: Yeah. So if you look at the uh, home loans aspect, yeah, uh, mainly due to the uh, unemployment position, yeah, uh, the repayment uncertainty, uh, the interest cost is very high, so on the top of the interest cost, if there is also the premium cost, that becomes a little challenging uh, for the uh, underwriting the home loans. And also, as uh, I mentioned about the cultural aspect in buying the insurance, has always been a uh, second yeah. priority. Yeah. So these yeah. are the facts as far as the underwriting of home loans is concerned. But if I go back uh, very quickly about the reinsurance aspect of LIC or the life insurance, what you raised uh, before a while, uh, basically uh, LIC during those days uh, never did any reinsurance because they were sitting on a huge money. Number one, number two, it was hundred or it is rather hundred percent government owned
0: company. Yeah.
1: So the reinsurance opportunities were very little uh, at that time. Yeah. Now, if you look at the current, I mean, the latest figures as far as uh, 2019-20 is concerned, very briefly, LIC wrote premium of about 51.6 billion US dollars wow. as a direct site, just LIC. Wow.
0: And,
1: the pri- and the private sector wrote the premium of about 26 billion US dollars. And private sector means 23 companies. We have 24 wow. companies in India. So, wow. LIC plus 23. So, LIC alone wrote 51.6 billion and private sector wrote about 26 billion. Now, interestingly, your question on the reinsurance side the reinsurance premium which was ceded mm. okay, in 2019 20 was, you will not believe, but that was only US dollar 44.50 million. Oh. 44.50 million as far as the LIC is concerned. My God. And 418 million, 418.20 million was the total reinsurance premium ceded by all the private sector put together. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now, let us look at the uh, retention ratio. The retention ratio of the life insurance companies in India is almost 99%. Right. Okay. Because the large size countries they Mm -hmm. get excellent spread. And that excellent spread allows them to retain more. So mm. There is always a possibility of accumulation in insurance, but then the probability of accumulation uh, with the spread of the country and the size of the country
0: right. becomes, more,
1: uh, bearable, becomes more bearable, becomes more variable.
0: Very very interesting fact. Yeah.
1: yeah, And then we take the total policies again issued by LIC in the year 2019-20. When I say 2019-20, our financial year is kept to March. So yes. we always talk about it too, too much. Yeah. Uh, LIC uh, for the new business, they issued about uh, twenty-one million policies. And private sector, private sector all put together, uh, issued only seven million policies. So you can see the gap of the insurance penetration and the awareness in the country.
0: Yeah, very, very, very interesting. It's mind-boggling the fact you brought in. So. Oh, with all that data, what are the risks involved in the reinsurance business and what has been your success period? Right.
1: So as I mentioned, that uh, number one, life insurance and the reinsurance opportunity is uh, there but not as big as non-life number one. Uh, number two is that uh, if you look at the market scenario, uh, the government with the recent developments, they are coming to the market with a lot of new schemes and new products, particularly to service the poor people and the middle class people. Like uh, you would have heard like Pradhan Mantri, Jeevan Jodhima Yojna, yeah. or Pr- Pradhan Mantri is a prime minister's uh, schemes. Yeah. Yeah. So what is happening? These schemes are now bringing a lot more new opportunities. Mm. And this has happened maybe last couple of years, three years period. Before yeah. that, The life insurance uh, business basically, as I mentioned, majority is retained by the company. Number two is that if you look at the reinsurance aspect, according to the IRDA provisions, that is insurance regulatory authority, we have the preference of or order of preference as far as the reinsurance business is concerned.
0: Right. So fundamentally,
1: the reinsurance business to be placed by any of the Indian insurance companies.
0: Mm-hmm. It starts mm-hmm.
1: with GICD as the National Reinsurer.
0: Right.
1: Then it goes to the FRBs. When we say FRBs, it's a foreign reinsurance branches in India. Right. Okay. And then if there is any spillover, then it goes to the CBRs, what we call is a cross-border reinsurers. Right. Okay so this is the sequence which needs to be strictly followed by each and every indian insurance companies in respect of both life and non life
0: right apart right. from
1: that the reinsurers are also looking for some minimum rating aspects okay to meet their requirements right. so when it comes to the minimum rating aspects which actually becomes a burden on the indian insurance companies because it makes them little less competitive in the market okay with the reinsurance rate. So that's another aspect. Mm. Second is Mm -hmm. that reinsurance or the life side is a very capital-intensive segment. And if a country like India, okay, there is a huge potential, but then the capital incentive is very, very pressurizing, Mm. right, because Mm. of the size. So uh, that is number two. Number three is the mergers and acquisitions from the reinsurers' point of view where the priorities changes. And the next is about merger and acquisitions of the broking community, where again the priority changes. So today, if you look at, we have many foreign brokers uh, in sitting in India. We have many Indian brokers also coming as reinsurance brokers, and we have the direct brokers. But the major penetration in the life insurance is basically going through the agents' distribution channel. Channels, right? Yeah. And yeah. as far as the non-life is concerned. Uh, it offers the unlimited potential.
0: And uh, I'm sure the company is working towards other aspects more than the life, life insurance and home loan, um, home insurance. So where do you see I know it is highly regulated industry, especially in, in emerging market and especially in India. I have seen, I've worked in that area and I know it's highly regulated industry and there are a lot of compliance and audit in place. What are the challenges you're facing other than you when you're looking into the LIC side? you know, leave LIC if you're looking at the other aspects of your business.
1: Uh, You mean to say the non-life side?
0: Non-life side, yeah.
1: Okay, thank you. Uh, Yes, I mean, see, every business has the competition. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, what we say is that when we are in the business, uh, we should not be talking about competition. Mm. It's like uh, going to the football stadium. Right. Whether you are going to the football stadium as an audience or you are going to play the match. Right. Right? If you are sitting as an audience, go watch, enjoy, clap, and come back home. Right? But if you are on the ground, then yes. One is to play the game. One has to rule the game. And one is to change the rules. Yes. Yes. Okay? So, uh, business is a competition. Uh, what we believe is that uh, with the economic development of the country, Uh, non-life sector has a huge opportunity and uh, of course COVID uh, scenario has brought quite a few challenges but at the same time as we say every challenge is an opportunity every crisis has an opportunity yeah and uh, we have seen some visible opportunities emerging out of COVID Mm -hmm. and uh, which we never thought that this will be part of our life or will make some uh, uh, decent uh, outcome out of this crisis Mm -hmm. because we all got scared when it began last year in month of March 2020. Right. So yes uh, again we as a JP Voda, we are not only looking at India, but we are looking at the whole globe. Hmm. And reinance is the business where uh, uh, there is nothing like a limit. You can go anywhere in the world uh, as long as there is a compliance, there is a trust, there is a transparency there is an integrity, there is a service commitment. I think these are fundamentals because at the end of the day, we are all in the financial commitments Mm -hmm. irrespective of the personal relationship, irrespective of the entertainment that we do at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Service is uh, demonstrated when uh, the broker or the underwriters, when they settle their claims in time without reminders, with the reasonable availability of the door yeah
0: yeah and these are the very very fundamental when you stick to your timeline your ethics your fundamental prom- moral responsibilities i think it's success for every business isn't it so the business reinsurance work has increased in- during this covid 19 epidemic period do you think this is a temporary phenomena not really okay
1: uh why i'm telling this because Uh, like we used to travel before COVID, traditionally, uh, as a JB Boda group, almost 45 countries in a year.
0: Yeah.
1: Every year we used to travel mainly because uh, we had to show our face to the client and Mm -hmm. continue to explore new opportunities. Now, in last one year, uh, okay, the travel has completely slowed down, Mm -hmm. but uh, the expectation and the requirement and the demand the client also has increased simultaneously. Right. Because now you are working from home, you can do this, you can do this, I can call it 10 o'clock in the night because you are at home. Yeah. So those things have started to happen and uh, there is a uh, I think body also gets uh, adjusted to those uh, business environments. Right. Right. So uh, the demand of the clients which have really grown up, of course, it has made service is more efficient Mm -hmm. but uh, as as I mentioned initially that uh, COVID-19 is possibly not the end of something catastrophic going to happen now but anything now can come and uh, people have to be ready to face it. So We believe that although we are not able to travel but the service related aspects and the digitization of the whole process has to be so dynamic that uh, the related work, the related uh, efficiency with the time-bound approach will continue to press pressurize the uh, the people to deliver in their own respective field.
0: Right, right. And that brings to my last question. Like, okay, the crisis is there and people reacting on it. Of course, they, everybody's right. they level, level best. There are a lot of people who couldn't act accordingly. They are... Either suffering or they lost the business, right? So this kind of a crisis now has given us an example to be more prepared for the future. So where this this company Jibora is actually getting ready for this kind of a uh, this kind of a crisis to face in advance, and what would be the res- lesson we would like to give the entrepreneurs here?
1: Uh, the first and foremost today is the BCP plan, business continuity plan. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And today, in last one year, uh, we have put a lot of investment into a digitization process. We have moved everything almost to the cloud now. Mm-hmm. So anything happening on the earth, in all probabilities, we should be able to switch on mm-hmm. within seconds, not even a minute. And that's the step that we have taken. Right. Uh, Number two, we encourage hybrid world culture. So uh, although we are all working from home, we have completely sanitized, we have completely kept our offices very up-to-date. So those who wish to come to work, come to work from office. Uh, I think they are all ready and they are safe to do that. Mm. Uh, The the next is that in the process, uh, we would highly encourage everyone that uh, let the technical training and the IT training, because these are the two basic trainings. I think anybody would need that. So if these two trainings are given, uh, I think the place becomes secondary, the delivery becomes more important. Yeah. And today uh, I'm sitting here, or you are sitting in Sydney. Uh, we don't know whether you are really sitting in Sydney, or I'm really sitting in Mumbai. <laughs> yeah. the, reason is, the reason is that today the world has become so close that yes, as long as uh, people are getting the responses. Today, we have the request coming from our own colleagues that can I go and work from my native place. I said, as long as you stay connected to your clients, I have no problem. You go and yeah. work from your home. Right?
0: Yeah, so this is something
1: work, I would right? Absolutely.
0: Hmm. So this
1: is what I would encourage, that uh, technical training to the, uh, to the resources, to the human resources, keeping them engaged and uh, also bringing them a little uh, stress-free environment. Uh, I think that would be very, very important. Allowing them to enjoy, and I say in a lighter way, that in Boda uh, we allow our colleagues to show their children growing rather than growing.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> I know we have seen that culture in the, when we were actually, we started our career not far away, two decades before, you know. You can see there was no such concept of work-life balance, you know, which has become a buzzword a lot these days, but still, there is a place for that. And if we can balance it out, it will be amazing to see how the company is growing with the human is growing. And do you think that talent migration also happen when they get, they do not get that work-life balance?
1: Uh, To see every individual, I would put it this way. the changing generation, basically, is a, is a very mixed generation. If you look at the past, uh, like uh, people always gave uh, importance to the to the work. And just uh, with a lot of humbleness, uh, I can adhere that uh, at JB uh we have 10 colleagues who completed their 50 years, or ah. more than 50 years with JB Voda, what we call is a one life, one job.
0: right okay
1: so and we have two families where third generation is now working with J.B. what we are trying to say there was a commitment today the circumstances has changed and I would never go into the changing aspect I only accept the changes I never discuss the changes
0: right right
1: okay so with that scenario yes the some talents are looking for the Finance. Some talents are looking for the job satisfaction. Some talents are looking for both finance and job, job satisfaction. But yes, I think if an organization can offer in the best possible way, because there is a possibility that there may be a mismatch between the employee's expectation and the employees can offer. But as long as it can be balanced, there can be less movement on the talent acquisitions.
0: Thank you so much for all your input. It was really interesting. Uh, communication, a lot of facts and data. People have a lot of food for thought to give in and you know, they're gonna process a lot. But thank you for joining in. It was interesting insight to reach your organization. Your details will be given the website and your I know your marketing team is quite active in, in terms of reaching out and serviceability is quite focused um, from your company. We have seen that. Uh, I'm sure people will be able to find you on the below. We will be giving all the description and uh, anybody can um, share, like, comment. Um, The way you want to reach out to your audience, you can also um, ask people if you have any two cents to say before we go.
1: I think uh, I would only like to express my sincere thanks to Mr. Santos for reaching me out, uh, also to you, uh, Ms. Priya, for hosting me today. And uh, anything related to insurance, as I mentioned, not in India, anywhere in the world, with the number of connections and the relationship that we enjoy, you'll we'll be able to offer the services to our thank uh,
0: opportunities. Thank you. Thanks, thank you so much.
1: Thank and you so much.
0: Thank you for joining in. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe. If you haven't already done it, to know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.